everybody, welcome back to uh, Multiclassing, and today I have with me Joe Warren. How you doing, Joe? Hey, Trent, thanks for having me on, I'm super excited. Alright, so uh, I was uh, going to ask you about uh, life in general and how the masquerade and quarantine and all that's been, so let's start out with, uh, how have you been doing in quarantine? You been doing alright? I've been doing okay. Uh, so it's, I, I mean, it's been, we're at almost like three months at this point, but uh, you know, for, for the first month and a half, it was, you know, pretty, pretty dead, not really sure what to do. So I just really didn't do much of anything. But uh, once, once, once we changed, once the calendar changed from April to May, you know, I just got kind of tired of doing nothing. So I just kind of been looking for random side work uh, here and there. Um, Right now, I'm. I picked up a job at the uh, at like the car wash area for rental cars down at the airport. It's super mundane, and I'm not too fan of it. So, I'm just kind of. But it's you know, it's something at the moment to um, you know, take give, give me some kind of routine, get me out of the house, make a little bit of money. But I definitely plan on changing that to something else. Um, you know, maybe server life, maybe um, landscaping, maybe just, you know, something to you know, get me out of the house a little yeah. more get some money in my pocket because, you know, there really hasn't been a whole lot for me to do since, uh, you know, my whole life kind of revolves around music, live shows and social gatherings. So, you know, when, when this whole thing started, they, they basically took away, you know, the main things that occupy my life and time. With. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you lose the main thing you do, you know, just in general, and then you're stuck at the house all day, that just it sucks. Yeah. And that, yeah. I mean, I and, 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 and some days, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, some days, you know, some days were fine, you know, because there's some days where I like doing nothing, you know, but then, you know, once you get to like day eight or day nine in a row of doing absolutely nothing stuck in your house, it definitely like, you know, takes a toll on like, you know, your mental, emotional health. So there's been days where, you know, I, I did not feel motivated to do anything and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, just it, 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 it was very, very day by day. But as of recently, I've been, you know, doing a better job of like trying to be a little active, trying to, you know get out of the house at least least for appropriate reasons like being work and stuff like that you know obviously i'm being respectful and not not like going to stores or going to restaurants or hanging with a whole lot a whole bunch of different random people but you know um it's definitely more difficult like when you know even even regardless of my work my main hobby was going to shows so like when that you know all kind of halted it was like well there goes my main hobby and then my second kind of hobby was like you know or interest is like watching sports and stuff and then of course that got you know taken off too and then the third thing would all again being like like hanging out with friends going to parties and stuff like that so you know the three main things that i kind of filled my time with were you know just sort of put on pause yeah. <laughs> and I, I definitely understand that because like everything for us like music you haven't been able to do quite as much of that except for some studio work off and on and then you know like in my case i still get to go to work but a lot of things outside of work, like my favorite thing in my spare time to do was go with my wife to the movies, and I can't do that, and that just bums me out. So, right, and just, right, totally, totally. Things to do other than just, you know, stay at home, or if you're in a situation where you're going to work, you know, go to work and be at home, because that just gets to where it drives you crazy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there's definitely been some days where you know because there's not really a whole lot of uh, a whole lot that I do outside of those like two or three or four things. Um, you know, it was definitely hard for me to find something to do to like uh, occupy that time because you know I'll play video games here and there, but I'm not really much of a gamer. You know, I'll watch movies here and there, but I don't. I'm not like you know someone who frequently you know goes to the theaters or like pulls up movies on Netflix. You know, I'll watch you know some shows here and there. But that's never really been my thing. I always like being out and trying to be in different places and, you know, meet new folks and whatnot because, you know, just uh, it, it's fun networking and stuff like that and trying to build different relationships. See, like, 
how I can help someone and how someone can help me and that kind yeah. of thing. So, uh, I just figured I'd check on you in the quarantine first because everybody kind of has a different feeling on how it's been affecting them. And I pretty much have asked everybody about it. But that being said, uh, so of course, uh, to anyone who's listening who doesn't know Joe, uh, Joe works at the Masquerade. And pretty much any musician from uh, Georgia, Alabama, and just all around the Southeast knows Joe. <laughs> <laughs> at least I feel like they do. Because most musicians I'm friends with was like, well, if, uh, ask Joe. He might know somebody who could cover that show. Like, all right, yeah, I'll send a message. So uh, poor Joe here has gotten a bunch of random weird messages from me like, hey, do you have any ideas of bands for Chattanooga? <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> And I think I've actually only gotten to talk to you in person like twice. Yeah, I was thinking about it. The last time we actually saw you was um, that Cascadent show back at uh, Connect Live up in Ackworth. I forgot who else was on that show, but uh, that was like the first time. Uh, I th- we, we've met a couple times at shows, I feel like, but that was the first time I got to see you perform. And the last time I saw you like face to face was that. Yeah, I, I think I think I got to. I think we. Yeah, I think we performed there. And the last time that I saw you at a show was uh, Taking Back Sunday. Yes, correct, correct. God, that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. That was that yeah, was um, that was actually last. That was like last October. But still, that's what fucking seven, eight months at this point now. So that's a long time, yeah, you know. Yeah, so. Like half a year almost. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. So yeah, it, it, it's kind of crazy because um, you know there, there's other people that I've been talking to. I was like, when was the last time I talked to you? You know, just because I kind of isolated for a little bit. But then at the same time, like you know, I, some people I really will only see in live live music settings so it's like if i don't see a live music settings i don't know when the next time i'm gonna see you is <laughs> just kind of yeah especially especially you know in the life of you know when you're booking or when you're a musician on tour you're on the go a lot in between work and stuff so the little bit of time you have to go do things you're always just going yeah but that honestly that's kind of the way i like it like even though there'll be like weeks where i don't stop for like you know maybe two weeks straight it's like for the most part, like it doesn't, re- it doesn't feel like it's been that long, or you know, it doesn't feel like I'm overexerting myself because you know I've basically made music my life and made you know live music kind of what I want to be a part of and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, there's been a couple times where like I'll hit a wall and be like, oh wow, I should probably slow down. But you know, there's a lot of times where I am going and get and the momentum's flowing and it's like you know it, it doesn't really ever feel like work. It's just it, it's just fun. It's like a passion for me. So I'm very lucky yeah. to have been able to kind of slowly establish myself in that sort of um, lifestyle. All right. So all that being said, uh, why don't you uh, tell the people who may or may not be listening, hopefully they're listening, uh, about <laughs> what you did at the masquerade? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there. So I, I, I call I consider myself a promoter. It's so like a concert promoter. And so so I'll kind of give a little background here. There's kind of like three words that kind of, you know, are similar yet kind of different. So there's like talent, talent buyer, booking agent, promoter. Um, a talent buyer is someone who like kind of resides in the venue who basically like kind of fields inquiries from like, you know, the touring bands and the bands based in Georgia. And they, they kind of represent like, um, you know, the venue itself. They're the one who does, does like all the main booking and you know, that, so that's kind of what I do. But then there's also a booking agent who like kind of more or less works for like a specific like company or a specific band. And they kind of do what a talent buyer would do, but only for one specific thing. And a concert promoter kind of kind of does that too, but um, basically the main difference between a concert promoter is like um, they're they're the ones who basically are responsible from they're responsible for you know basically every aspect aspect of the of the event. 
So what I'll do is like, you know, I, I'm very similar to like a national talent buyer, but you know, my focus is more on like the regional bands, the bands based in Georgia and stuff like that. And so like, I'll, I'll get the date, I'll get the bands, you know, I'll kind of set up the whole like, you know, dealer arrangement or, you know, hospitality for the night and everything like that. And basically see it from like the start, the very start of the, the works from like going from the bands and booking the bands all the way up until the end of the show when they're loading out and they're getting settled and whatnot. So that, that, that's the, that's the term I like to consider myself as a concert promoter. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, it's, it's, it, it is very similar to like a talent buyer or, uh, you know, an agent, but you know, a promoter is kind of like more hands-on. They definitely work more directly with, you know, the bands and the promoting the show and that kind of thing. It's all, they're almost like another I guess advertising sort of aspect of the show. Whereas, you know, sometimes a, uh, talent buyer, you know, they have like, you know, maybe someone who does marketing already or someone who does like promoting already uh, and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, any of those three words will work. But as far as like what is the most like um, most accurate to what I do would be a concert promoter for the for the masquerade. So um, I've been doing that for I've been I've been with the company, the masquerade for um, for almost six years now. Um, but the first year and change, I was just an intern. So like I would do um, social media marketing promotions. I would make like email segments. So like whenever you buy a ticket and like from Ticketmaster or Live Nation, you get like emails afterwards, kind of like, hey, if you like this, you should go to this show. I would build those segments that, you know, people would get their emails from if they ever bought a ticket. Um, I would also spend time like passing out flyers after shows when people were walking in and walking out of the show and stuff like that. I would also spend time uh, putting up posters around the venue, both old and new, um, kind of like, you know, just basically, you know, when you look at it, go to a show at the masquerade, you'll see like posters for other shows, that kind of thing. I would be the one who, you know, used to hang those up. And then, um, you know, so I basically started as an intern for that. And then there kind of came opportunities where, you know, we would have a show that needed holes, but never like one specific person to fill in said holes. So like the national buyers who, you know, when they would reach that point of not knowing, um, you know, who, you know, a band from Georgia that would fit on this bill, they would kind of ask the interns sort of collectively, hey, if you think of anyone, write it down and send it to us and blah, blah, blah. And then so I sort of just started, um, you know, taking on those responsibilities and taking the liberty of, you know, finding those bands. And then, you know, after about a year and a quarter, year and a half ish of being there, I was like, yeah, you know, I definitely I thousand percent wanted to be, you know, in the music industry. I didn't want to be an intern. So I kind of like proposed the idea to our national talent buyers and then they were receptive of it very well receptive of it and kind of put myself as another you know talent buyer position the only difference between those guys and myself is that they work with more like agents and contracts and stuff like that whereas the bands i work with they haven't quite reached that point they're all like self-managed and whatnot so there's not really any contracts and stuff involved so that's really like the only difference you know between myself and like you know the talent buyers yeah. who are, i guess a couple legs above me yeah yeah, I, I kind of figured that because, like, I've even had those plenty of those conversations with you, like, hey, uh, what about this person or this person? And a lot of the times, you know, it's never, of course, you know, big, huge bands, but it's always, like, bands like uh, The Two Takes, Misty-Eyed, um, bands like ourselves, um, stuff like that. You're always helping get on bigger shows, which is a lot of people really appreciate, by the way. So thank you for that. I appreciate um, it. Thank you. And so... Of course, uh, having talked to you about it a little bit in the past, I know you really love doing that job. So that being said, what are some of the uh, favorite shows that you booked in doing this? 
that I've like that I've put together myself. Um, I mean, the first yes. one I'll start off with is is the big gig. That's a show that um, me and uh, Ian Joshua Riley of Tenth Row and Harm put kind of co coordinate, co founded together. And it's 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 exactly what it sounds like. It's a big show. It features like fifteen bands. You know, a couple a couple regional, but mostly bands based in Georgia. And you know, it's it's to basically like showcase the best of the best of our community and that kind of thing you know all, all the bands that we invite on to that showcase you know accurately represent what it means to be a part of our music community have worked hard have you know that kind of develop you know have have shown that kind of development and progress of you know a, you know a, of a band that could potentially be a national headliner or at least a national touring band at some point so that was that's definitely one that him and i have done twice now hoping to do a third at some point um, you know, to really kind of grow into a whole new like entity that you know, small, smaller or like bands in the you know independent bands that it can work and kind of aspire to be a part of, so that way they can kind of take the next step to be like a more regional, more national, more touring kind of yeah. band. Um, so that that's one I'm I'm definitely super proud of. There's one that I kind of did similar, you know, but it was uh, mostly re reggae bands. Unfortunately, I haven't done it, I've been able to do it in a couple of years, but it was called Atlanta Reggae Revival. And similar concept to like the big gig. Um, basically, I would take like six to eight to, you know, of, of reggae only bands based in Georgia and kind of put them together in a showcase. So I was able to do that twice. And unfortunately, the last one I was able to do was two years ago. So I haven't really been for fortunate enough to you know do a third rendition of that but i was really proud of that one because that one you know had a lot of people there had a lot of new faces who've maybe never heard of the masquerade or had experienced you know that what it what it's like to go to a show there um and then let's see i've, I've done some tribute shows here so like uh, I'm, I'm really I, i've done i've been able to do two of these uh, my chemical romance tribute shows because uh I, i'm a i'm used to, i'm a big fan of them you know they were like one of my yeah first alternative rock bands like back when i was in middle school entering high school that kind of thing they were you know they they uh i don't know just forever you know kind of like how most people find them you know and when they were you know when they were first kind of starting to break out it's like they i don't know there's just something about them that you know kind of caught the eye of a lot of listeners and stuff like that and became a fan of them so you know while they were you know still broken up or whatever i was like it's been long enough it'd be really cool to do like a tribute show for them you know get like Sarah in the safe word and uh the keepsake and uh the first one had heartless romantic who was a you know small band who no longer exists but basically you know i would have them you know i invited them to perform and they would pick different songs to like learn and basically do like a glorified kind of cover set of those bands and both of those shows did really well too so um those those are definitely some you know and i've definitely done you know your basic uh your standard four four band shows where you know there's a opener second third band and headliner that kind of thing and you know i, I would get to like kind of I, I, would, I would go to the you know go to those shows and I, I would i would try and um you know make an effort to go to all the shows that i put together but you know basically i would go and kind of just see like okay you know i like this about you i don't like this about you that kind of thing um but as far as like, you know, my whole like history of shows and stuff like that, those are three, you know, the tribute shows, the big gig and like the Atlanta Reggae Revival shows are three that, you know, I, I, I'm proud, like more, more or less proud to, you know, hang my hat on as far as like, you know, accomplishments I've been able to do with working with solely, you know, independent Georgia based bands. Yeah, because I definitely remember, uh, I want to say it was the last big gig you put together because uh one of the bands there is a guy who I talked to a good bit about trying to, was helping me uh, trying to book this uh, tour for the sunsets that we recently had cancel, uh, who uh, was in on that show. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Uh, I want to say it was possibly the guy from Get Those Nerds, but I'll double check that later if I'm wrong. Um, 
But yeah, I, I remember that, and I remember talking to you about the uh, My Chemical Romance one uh, because I really wanted to go to that one. Unfortunately, I had to work that. Day. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, man, my mind blanked as soon as I said that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you uh, very obviously have put together just I'd say well over you know probably a hundred shows. You're probably up there closer to two, three, four hundred shows that you put together at this point, correct? Uh, actually, but the funny enough, the, the exact number is 184. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah, no, over <laughs> over about four years. It's it's definitely really cool. Um, the only reason I know that is because like, you know, I'm I like you said, I'm I'm very proud and I'm I love what I do. So like what I what I started doing after I hit like like maybe like 20 shows or something like that, I would just keep like a digital version of the flyer. So like in my computer, when you go to like, you know, your your files or whatever, there's a picture thing and I have a folder just for like the shows that I book. So like when I book when I book a new show and get the flyer for it, I'll put in that folder and kind of number it. So that that so so I keep I definitely like keep track of the amount of shows that I've done in the number. Of and count the yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like I'll and I'll number them too. So like you know that way as as I add them, you know it it kind of stays on point. I have to backtrack too much, but um. But yeah, yeah, and it's funny because like you know, I had a handful of shows planned for March and April, you know, but those, but so but but uh, you know, unfortunately, those had to go by the wayside. But yeah, I was definitely like on pace for like 200 by like this July, you know, if things were you know have been normal and whatnot. So <laughs> it, it's it's definitely really cool looking back because like so you know, I'll see, I'll go back to you know just because I'm bored and look at kind of like the first like you know maybe 10, 12, 15 shows that I've done and kind of see like. You know which which bands and artists like kind of still exist and which ones don't exist. So I definitely get a kick out going back and looking at like old flyers and seeing like, oh hey, I booked them five years ago and look where they are now. Or like, oh shit, I you know like I booked them three years ago and they never like you know they were unfortunately never able to you know gain the traction you know other bands were able to find and stuff. So it, it's definitely kind of funny to you know look back and kind of see all the history or whatever of it. Yeah, I remember some of the. Uh earlier shows you would have done then because like i remember i want to say it was either two or three years ago um the sunsets were playing a show with the two takes and two birds and i don't remember what the other band was next year's end uh yeah because uh, i I, rem- I believe that one was in purgatory mm-hmm. uh i remember uh I think it was Brian who you had told about uh, the flyer and stuff that you had done there. And I, I, at that time, I didn't know who you were. I was like, okay, yeah, that's the guy who did that. Cool. <laughs> of course, I wasn't even a band there. I was just there because my friends were there. That's dope, though. Uh, I, I'm, I'm super honored that you uh, traveled out for that one because I definitely remember that show because, uh, you know, uh, that the two takes are definitely one of the bands that I work, you know, more or less and more closely with, you know, than other bands, you know, just because. I kind of was with them for their first, I put together like their first show and kind of just followed them along and whatnot. And as far as like numbers go, that was definitely like one of their most successful shows. We had like just under 200 people like come to that show for, you know, the for the whole lineup. Yeah, I, I remember that show was pretty packed all the way through. Yeah, it was like just under 200. So we were, de- that was definitely like, as far as like their history goes, that one always like is towards the top as far as like, you know, their most successful, you know, quality of bands and whatnot, you know, so. It, it, it's cool that you were at that one too and got to experience that one with us. Yeah, and so that being said, uh, I know in a lot, with a lot of these bands, uh, I know specifically the Two Takes, and I want to say Shot Down South, you've also done some work for them, and you've also toured with them a little bit, haven't you? The Two Takes, definitely, yeah. Um, so la- last year I got to tour with them twice. That You know, I've uh, it, it's always kind of been like... Um, 
you know, something, something I've aspired to do or something to try out is like kind of be like a tour manager because, uh, you know, I've worked on the other side, you know, kind of with tour managers, you know, kind of being based at Masquerade. But then, you know, it came to a point where I was like, yeah, I want to start like actually being on the other side of this and being the one who travels and whatnot. So uh, last um, last March uh, was, you know, during during two of their two of their spring breaks because there, there were some students at the time. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we basically went down. We went to uh, Miami and it was about it was about five, a five day, a five date tour or a five show tour over 10 days kind of thing. Basically going from like Georgia, South Carolina down to Miami and back. And that was really cool. That was like kind of the first little taste that I had of doing that. And then the summer they did. Um, it was like. 15, 15 shows over almost four weeks and that kind of thing. Uh, and that one went from like here up to West Virginia, up into the Northeast, out to the Midwest. So like Ohio, Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, Chicago, Milwaukee, and then down to um, Texas. So like San Antonio, Austin, that kind of thing. So we kind of did like a square over the Eastern half of the United States kind of thing. And that was like, you know, the actual like sleeping in a camper and Walmart parking lots or like, you know, staying at various people's homes if we happen to know someone in the state. Yeah. So that was like the first like, you know, and it's crazy that, you know, it's almost about, been, it's only been about a year, you know, a little less at this point. But um, that was definitely like my first full kind of serving of what it's like to be on a tour as a small independent band. And uh, it, w- it was great, you know, because um, we, you know, I- I've built a very, you know, we have a good business relationship, but, you know, and by having a good business relationship, we've also established a good personal relationship, you know, so, you know, they were, they were definitely like, you know, uh, close friends of mine and whatnot. And we definitely got to bond a lot spending, you know, seeing them waking up together like every day for three and a half, four weeks straight. So um, it, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely cool to like experience what it's like, you know, on a small end of smaller end of like touring and whatnot. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, de- it, it definitely had, you know, kind of, um, Open my eyes to you know seeing that sort of you know um, touring life or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that tour because uh, there was like two or three separate dates on there that uh, we had a show booked with them, and something always ended up happening to where we couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, to anyone listening, the uh, Two Takes are a great band. So if you want to take some time and go listen to a awesome band, uh, go check them out. Uh, but so. You toured with them. Uh, you got to uh, work for the Masquerade for about six years. You booked 180 shows. Uh, you have your favorite ones, like the big gig. So, uh, and pretty much every time I see you on Facebook, you have like something new you're trying. Like I think you've even uh, at one point you even have like your own podcast going. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I vaguely remember you inviting me to like. Uh, one at one point and uh, uh, just a bunch of other stuff because pretty much every time I see you on Facebook you've got like a million things going on so you know it's like which is impressive to say the least because you always have some kind of project in the works which I, I always you know kind of admire that because like wow uh, so talk about your opinions on uh, music in general who are some of your favorite bands uh, you know not not just local bands but just bands in general yeah um shoot let's see um there's a there's a whole list um all like if, if we're talking like all time um let live is one of my all-time favorite bands before they broke up rest in peace but uh yeah i don't i don't really know what it was i i first heard them you know 
uh, kind of was when I was breaking into the more like, you know, heavy warped or metalcore, whatever you want to call it, kind of community or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, at, at, fir at first I heard him and, you know, I was like, all right, all right. And then I don't, I don't know what it was, but so one day it just kind of clicked. And then all I wanted to do was like see them live and kind of experience the energy and stuff like that. But uh, so I finally got to see them for the first time in, um, you know, Warped Tour 2013. That was the first time I got to see them. Unfortunately, you know, I just wasn't lucky enough to catch them a couple times before that. But uh, but yeah, no, it's just seeing just uh, seeing that show and seeing their energy and like the messages they portray and just Jason Butler being like, you know, that dude or whatever. There's just something about that band that completely just won me over. And I have a, I have a tattoo of them on my on my arm as well. So, you know, if that doesn't show like, you know, they're they're a top favorite band of all time. Then, you know, um, I don't know what else does. But that, that's I guess that's one. Um, you know, I, I, I love all kinds of stuff, you know, for a while it was like straight metalcore. So like, you know, your data members, your mice and men, your pierce the veil, your attack attacks, all that kind of stuff, you know, so I was definitely into that for a while. Um, and then, you know, it was right until Masquerade, you know, before Masquerade, where that was basically like the main genre I listened to. And it kind of branched out over, you know, after getting exposed to a lot of different stuff. Um, let's see, shoot, shoot. Um, Turn, uh, thinking, just thinking of like, you know, bands that Masquerade kind of like, kind of focus on like, you know, your microwaves and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of microwave. They, they're also kind of like a Georgia based band, but they're touring all over the world now, which is really cool to see. Um, Turnover is one, you know, I definitely like your more like hardcore stuff. So like every time I die, counterpart, stick to your guns, um, the ghost inside, turnstile, that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, I, I really like a good bit of pop too. So like, the 1975 and I've recently been turning on like you know Carly Rae Jepsen and like Dua Lipa and that kind of pop as well I'm also like a big fan of The Weeknd and like Post Malone and you know and then further going down those lists and stuff like that you know you get more like underground pop and underground rock and, uh, and rap and stuff like that um so so you know it, it really depends on the day like some days I'll you know only want to listen to metalcore some days I'll listen to pop some days I'll listen to reggae some days I'll kind of just put my shuffle and listen to everything and kind of see what happens um so so it, it, it definitely kind of goes like all over the place um as far as far as like shows that I go to like you know again I'll you know be you know you, you can kind of almost kind of catch me at any kind of show especially if it's you know at the masquerade or kind of like one of the surrounding venues but uh Definitely, like, you know, if I had to, you know, hone in on, like, one genre, I guess, it would definitely be, like, you know, your metalcore or hardcore stuff, just because, like, you know, that's that's kind of, like, where I met most of my closer friends were through those kind of shows. I, you know, it's the the energy of the shows is something you don't really see at other genres, you know, like, when it gets to, like, your circle pits and your crowd surfing and stuff like that, you really, you really don't see that a whole lot at other shows. So it definitely, like when I first started going to shows, like, that was the first thing that, like, you know, kind of sold me on the whole, like, concert, you know, live aspect thing. It's just, like, the energy that people will will bring to these shows because, like, it, it looks it looks wild. It looks crazy. It looks aggressive. But, like, everyone's there just have a good time. You know, if someone falls, they pick them up and, you know, there's a bunch of high-fiving and hugs and that kind of stuff. It's a big, like, you know, kind of kumbaya sort of, like, um, feeling to it. And so that it, it, it definitely, like, pushed me towards wanting to you know kind of be like a cultivator or you know just some sort of like integral part of you know live music and whatnot yeah so in in all the in all the booking music and just all this and all your opinions on music have you ever tried to be a musician yourself just out of curiosity i played piano with like uh in third in like third grade because like you know when, when you're when you're a kid and living at home and stuff you know your mom and dad will sign you up for like 
you know, various stuff. So like, you know, your Boy Scouts, your, your, your karate, your kicking and screaming, your baseball. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was about third grade where like, I don't know, just, I, I, don't, I don't ever remember like specifically saying I wanted to play piano. It just was sort of like, laid in front of me and you know because i was a kid you know just kind of like doing what mom and dad said i kind of went with it and uh I, I, I didn't hate it like i was i got pretty good at it like and i and now if i look at it like a piano i can still like remember the notes i completely forgot how to read sheet music but like i used to know how to read sheet music and stuff like that and you know i knew some you know your your chords and stuff like that um but uh and i i did a couple of piano recitals too you know one uh one was you know they were they were okay but again i was third you know in third grade so i was like you know eight nine ten years old can't specifically remember um but but it was never like it never like stuck it was never like it never was really like i want to be a musician because you know when i when i was in third grade you know i just kind of came home and you know i just wanted to like you know come home and like watch cartoons i didn't really like want to go out and do any practices or lessons and stuff like that so like it was cool and there's definitely been times recently where like, you know, it'd be like, dang, I, you know, it would have been kind of cool if I did actually keep up with it because, you know, who knows what would have happened. But um, that was, that's, all, that's really like the only exposure I've ever had to performing music or practicing music was, you know, that year, maybe two years, you know, early, late elementary where, you know, I would go to, you know, classic old woman's basement and practice piano on her keyboards kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember having a very similar experience when I was a little kid. Was you want to learn piano? And I was, of course, you know, a little kid, like, okay, yeah. And then uh, I remember when I was a kid, my teacher going, "You're too hyper. You'll never play piano." And uh, your, your teacher said so. that to you. <laughs> That's fucking yes, funny. My, uh, <laughs> I, I, my piano teacher gave wow. up on me, and <laughs> years later, my guitar teacher gave up on me. <laughs> Yikes, dude! <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently an unteachable student yet i'm a musician wow look at that that's that's, that's really funny but, that uh, your teacher was like nope <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I'm just sitting there like i'd play the song and then i'd just take off and run around the room and the teacher would be like yeah i'm not teaching <laughs> but uh okay so since we're getting close to uh wrapping up the episode i like to do this thing at the end of all my episodes where i just ask everybody a completely off-topic question so your off-topic question for the day is, how do you feel about Dungeons & Dragons? Dungeons & Dragons, I, I definitely, I'm definitely familiar with the game. Uh, I have, you know, my, my one of my roommates, he he uh, plays Dungeons & Dragons, and, uh, you know, some friends and coworkers have played it. Me, you know, like, I'll, you know, it's, it's, it's never been, I've never really been compelled to play it, but I can, you know, appreciate, you know, like, all the intricacies, all the story playing, or all the storytelling and all, like, the, you know, the role-playing of it. Um, but you know, it, it just never, it's never, I've never personally ever felt like compelled to, you know, play the, play that kind of game, but it, it is definitely cool. Uh, cause you know, I do, I do like all that kind of like mythical, you know, kind of setting and stories, but it just never really been a thing I've ever dove into and played myself. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's one of my favorite hobbies, but I, I always like to ask everybody that I, uh, do interviews with just one random question that's just out of nowhere. Uh, like my interview with Misty Ad, I asked them about Zelda and they all just stopped like, wait, what? <laughs> Hell yeah. No, Zelda, Zelda's dead I, I just love that, that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that reaction of, I thought we were talking about something else. Because um, in my opinion, I think that's when people get to see the best, like, real reaction no, from totally. the people I interview uh, from my podcast. So uh, that being said, uh, Joe, if people want to find you online, I mean, where can I'm they on, find you? Facebook and Instagram are the two things I use. So um, Joe Warren on Facebook. You'll 
to see my face, you'll see like, uh, you'll see like works the mask. You know, once you see that, you know, that's basically like, you know, hey, it's me, that kind of thing. Uh, Instagram, my, my handle is super easy. It's all lowercase, J-O-E underscore Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N underscore. Um, I'm not super active that much on Instagram too much, but you know, I will, you know, follow stuff and uh, I mostly follow bands and stuff. So, you know, that's, those are like the two main places you find me. And like when shows were going on, like I would go to a show and kind of like post like a clip or something of one of the bands, maybe two of the bands that I saw, uh, that kind of thing. Um, so that, you know, you don't really see my face a whole lot on, um, on Instagram, but, uh, I definitely, you know, more focus on like posting music clips and stuff like that. But, uh, if you, if you go to Facebook, you get to see <laughs> Joe's beautiful face. In all of yeah, career. absolutely. I, thank you. You're, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so, so Facebook and Instagram are basically the main places you can find me. Um, you know, if you message me, I'll usually message back or like if you send me music, I'll, I'll definitely check it out and whatnot. So, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell anybody before we cut or? Are you um, good? I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get it back to a point where, you know, we can start consistently going to shows again. Um, and, you know, once we do get to, get to that point, you know, I encourage folks to you know, support their, support the smaller bands, go to more smaller shows. Definitely, you know, some big, big shows and big festivals are really fun. Like I've experienced those myself and they're really fun. But like every, every band ever you could possibly think of, every artist ever you could possibly think of started from a small independent, you know, local level um, or whatever. So, you know, they, they definitely need the support. And, you know, if you were, you know, if you, bands, they definitely see more of a, immediate result from that support as opposed to maybe like a huge pop star where they already have their late record deals and sponsorships and cult followings and stuff like that so they're pretty much like good to go but uh you know definitely definitely be open to going you know checking out your smaller venues you know granted the masquerade's a big venue but we're also independent we're not like a live nation venue or anything like that um but then you know you got a bunch of other cool venues to go to like uh 529 uh drunken unicorn the earl um, Furnace 41, Sweetwater Bar and Grill, all, all those kind of places who, you know, are smaller, but they cater to the music community and stuff like that. So I'll definitely, you know, encourage folks to, you know, be more open to going to small bands, going to see bands they may have never heard of before, because you never know which bands could be the next big thing within a one, two, maybe three, even five years from now. I guess that would kind of be like my closing message, you know, be, be more open to new bands, be more open to um supporting your music community because it's a great community you don't have to be a musician to be a part of it you just got to love music and you know um spread that love basically <laughs> all right well everybody this has been uh multi-classing our guest today was joe warren joe thank, thank you for, for coming on today part of it. and uh i'll try to have you back at some point but in the meantime give everybody out there the most awkward goodbye you can <laughs> Uh, bye. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>